0: Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on New Stock. Uh, so let's go to the markets, and hopefully, we have Sarah Quirk from Goodbody Stockbrokers. Good morning, Sarah.
1: Morning, Joe. How are you?
0: Thanks for being available and coming up for us. Uh, can we start with Turkey? Uh, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan was re elected. Uh, at the weekend, uh, he had been behind in the polls uh, for quite a while, but he's ended up comfortably reelected uh, with 52 percent of the vote. But it has had a devastating impact on the Turkish lira.
1: Yeah, so like I think what we've seen are pretty, pretty dramatic moves um, after we saw that that election um, out And so the lira, it's down 7% year to date against the euro and the dollar and down about 20% over the last 12 months um, versus those currencies. So so really dramatic. And Erdogan's win, I suppose, what that suggests to the market is more of the same policies that have contributed to um, a decline really in the country's fundamentals uh, over the, the long reign that he has been in power. And that's been reflected through the currency moves. So, I mean, you know, he's prevailed despite what we've seen as really years of economic turmoil. Um, and that's all driven around his sort of unorthodox economic policies. And, um, you know, and the opposition had pledged to reverse those policies. But obviously, as he's been elected now, in the absence of any kind of future in there, um, the risk of a currency crisis really is, is kind of looming. And if you look at the movements in the area, you know, it's been dramatic when I talk about year to date and over the last 12 months, but actually it's lost over 90% of its value if you look back over the past decade. Um, And the economy there essentially has been trapped in this sort of boom-bust um, cycle and there's these rampant bouts of inflation. And when I talk about his unorthodox policies, it's the fact that he believes that actually by decreasing interest rates, that should help reduce inflation. And obviously that is not what we're seeing. So, you know, if you look back to...
0: And, know, and, Turkey, and decades, if not centuries, of economic fundamental has the fundamentalism has suggested yeah that he should not be doing this, but he's ignored that and yet he's got another mandate.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, he has said that he's going to bring someone in to make new policies and change things. But I think the market has pretty much said or the currency movements that we're seeing is is the markets are very uh, sceptical around that. And I think the other issue, particularly in relation to the currency, if you look at the currency crisis they had back in 2021, you know, Turkish authorities then they did take an increase in the active role to try and support the currency. And um, but obviously that means using more of their foreign reserves uh, and more of their gold reserves. So, you know, the depreciation of the LIRA and the strain already on those low reserves has added to investor concerns, particularly for bond investors. Um, so it's it's hard to see um, a reversal in this anytime soon. Now we did see by contrast the Turkish stock market did have a little bit of a bounce. But I think that's more so in response that, you know, you had the uncertainty of an election weighing on the market uh, in the last couple of weeks. And really the companies that you've seen driving that tend to be those that have much more of a foreign exposure. So their revenues are coming in, in, in foreign revenue, which has given them boost.
0: Okay, now let's move across to the United States. The debt ceiling haggling, it seemed to have been concluded over the weekend, but there's still a few I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed before America avoids some sort of catastrophic collapse in, 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 in term debt terms.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, American futures posted kind of modest gains um, and there's a bit of cautious optimism that this deal um, will will get across the line and avoid that that default. Um <clears throat> excuse me. Um but the bill is set to go through um this week. Um so the, the question is, does it have enough support on either side? And you know, given the that features are up, it would suggest that there is some optimism. Uh, and it's going to set the course for federal spending through twenty twenty-four and it's going to suspend that debt ceiling until kind of twenty twenty-five and put off another fight over federal um federal spending until the middle of that year. And what's really important around that is it means that the next fight over federal spending won't interfere with the next presidential election. Um, but it's drawn a little bit from f- fire, as you said, from kind of more hardline Republicans and more progressive Democrats. Um, but there seems to be a lot of confidence around getting it true. But I suppose Republicans had wanted to freeze on overall spending, but also a rise in defence spending and cuts to other budgets. So this agreement actually keeps non-defense spending flat next year and just a 1% increase into the following year now the implications of that belt tightening i suppose is yet to be kind of unveiled or let yet to be seen but the defense spending is going to increase to about 886 billion and um, so about a 3% increase and I think to, to, you know, a over three quarters
0: market, of, a, of a trillion. It's shocking the amount of money that is spent on defense.
1: When I, you hear it in in actual dollar terms, yeah, it's massive. But I think uh, look, a massive um, demand by Republicans was to tighten up around the distribution of welfare benefits. And they wanted to add a lot more strings in order to kind of say who was going to be able to get those. So, <coughs> excuse me, one thing that has survived has been the Medicaid, Medicaid. that seems to be untouched. But other um, other uh, aids like the SNAP aid, there seems to be more conditions in terms of increasing the age where you need to work in order to be able to get those. But I think two interesting things that just haven't actually been in this deal—they haven't been mentioned. One is the student loan relief. So I think Republicans really wanted Biden to um, to scrap that plan to uh, forgive student debt, but that does seem to have survived. And I think also on the flip side of that, in terms of tax hikes, Democrats had really targeted uh, wealthy Americans for new tax hikes. But again, we don't seem to have seen anything like that in this deal. So they seem to be two areas for either side that have escaped this, this agreement as far as we can see. But, you know, so this is one one area of concern for the market that it seems like a deal is going to be put through this week. Um, but what I would say in relation to the the states and the the S&P this might be off the table in terms of a concern but we still have high interest rates we still have inflation
0: and we don't and we don't, we don't know um uh, get yourself a glass of water there Sarah. Um, you, we don't know whether interest rates have peaked or not we assumed that they would have peaked remember the mini banking crisis in march but it doesn't look as if uh, they have maybe finished uh, they're certainly going to finish in the united states at a, at a rate that people possibly thought was higher than they expected about a year ago sarah Quark there from goodbody stockbrokers breakfast business
1: with enterprise
0: ireland on Newstalk.